Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Endless Horizon podcast. I am your host. My name is Ondo, and this is episode two. Endless Horizon is a podcast that was created to show you that your past does not define your future, and no matter what obstacle and difficulties you may face, you have everything within you to prevail and create the life of your dreams. Your life's potential is infinite, thus the horizon for it is endless, guys. Today's episode, I want to talk to you about something that everybody's all too familiar with, yet we don't really think about it much because it just becomes a common place in our life and a common theme in our life. And that is the fleeting feeling of happiness. And why is it that happiness is so fleeting and we're constantly chasing it like a drug? So I'm going to start off by telling you a little story. When I was 18 years old, I joined a car club. And that car club was mainly cars from the Volkswagen Auto Group. So Audis, Porsches, Volkswagens, Bentleys, stuff like that. And I didn't have much money, but I wanted to be part of that group. And I joined even without having a car. And within months, somehow I figured out how to buy a Volkswagen GTI. And when I bought the car, I didn't even know how to drive a manual transmission. So I went to the dealership. My parents co-signed for me. And I took delivery of this silver Volkswagen GTI 2007, brand new. And I had no idea how I was going to drive that car home. Well, lo and behold, I did stall the car about six times. But by the time I got home and the whole time, I was incredibly nervous because I thought I'm going to roll back or I'm going to stall the car in the middle of the intersection, not be able to take off again. So there's all these variances of scenarios that played in my head that did not make it easy. But... Nevertheless, the high of ownership made it all very much bearable. Matter of fact, the high of ownership superseded any fears that I had. So that lasting feeling of happiness at that moment was greater than the fear that I experienced. Well, fast forward 11 years, okay? That's 2018. I turned 30 and I bought my first Lamborghini. And that was my childhood dream car. Ever since being an immigrant coming with the hopes and dreams of creating a life and living that American life, I dreamed of owning one. And sure enough, in 2018, I was privileged enough to have the opportunity to buy one. So I did. It was around 9.30 p.m. The trucker called me and he told me that he's going to be delivering the car in about 45 minutes. As you can imagine, I was really excited. When the time came and we met up at a big church parking lot, it was an enclosed trailer. And he pulled up. The level of excitement was incredible, right? As he opened the doors, the excitement level climbed even higher. The car started, sounded incredible. I kept looking at it and admiring it. And it was an amazing experience. Well, I sold the car six months later, okay? This was my childhood dream car. I sold it six months after I purchased it. The Volkswagen I owned for seven and a half years. Seven and a half years almost. The reason I share the story with you is because I learned a big lesson. And that lesson was that there's this concept that we as humans know about, but we don't talk about it or know about, but we don't know how to label it. And it's called hedonic adaptation. Okay. And hedonic adaptation is something that no matter, matter of fact, they call it the hedonic treadmill as well. It's a tendency that we have as humans to return the level of happiness to where it was prior to experiencing that event. And same thing with the negative event. So if something sad happens, if somebody dies, we're extremely sad, but the levels of sadness decrease with time and it goes back to normal. The same thing happens with happiness, okay? 
those feelings of euphoria and happiness, over time, they level out and come back to normality as if nothing even happened. This is exactly what I experienced with my first car and the second car. Granted, they're two different cars, but the level of happiness was exactly the same. However, in 2007, I thought that my level of happiness would be so much greater. It would be this everlasting happiness if I could ever buy the car of my dreams. And when I did buy that car of my dreams, I realized, no, that is not the case. And that is how all things in life are, guys. Okay. So no matter the feeling that you're having, it's always going to level out. Meaning when people say, well, I know it's really bad right now, but it's going to get better. That is true because the bad doesn't last forever. Just like the good doesn't last forever. There are a few principles here that I think you could benefit from when you're analyzing these situations in your life. I think it's important to note that although happiness is fleeting, you could also make it last quite a bit longer or make it last forever, actually. And here's how. When we create moments of meaning, those moments of meanings are not attached to things, okay? We as humans appreciate things. But over time, the feeling that we get from those things fades. And here's why. Because the features that we were thrilled with or the look of something fades over time. Okay, It becomes normalized in our world. It becomes just like everything else. So you buy that new laptop. It's got all these cool features. got this badass screen, new processor, new video card. You're stoked. You buy this new car. It's got the latest and greatest and gadgets and the aero package is amazing. You're standing out because there's not that many people driving them. That fades. It goes back to normal. You don't enjoy it as much. That person that you think is really attractive, good looking, right? Guess what happens? Those looks fade. It's not a cliche to say that looks only take you so far. It's true. Looks are important, right? You have to be attracted. You have to have a physical attraction. But guess what? The intimate and emotional connection that you make with somebody supersedes any external attraction that you may have to them. With this, where I'm leading you is the point of realization that the only meaningful things that actually last and hedonic adaptation does not ruin or is immune to hedonic adaptation is new experiences. And new experiences could be you picking up new hobbies, you're rotating the things that you do, right? One day you're playing soccer, next day you're playing golf. One weekend you're playing chess, one weekend you're going fishing, one weekend you're going dancing. Even more important than that, is the communication that you have with other people. It's called altruism. It's a level of a selflessness where you put your needs aside for the well-being of others. Okay, So it's proven that altruism can create everlasting happiness and fulfillment. When your life is at the center stage of everything, you will be less happy than when you create a greater purpose and you live for that greater purpose. Here's an example of that. Majority of the world is religious, right? They have a deity that they worship or they're spiritual. They believe in a higher power. They just don't know what it is. They believe that the power of the universe is this interconnectedness and there's universal karma and things are attached, whether we understand it or not. That is a greater purpose. That means no matter what happens in your life right now, right? No matter how bad it is, you have something greater to look forward to or up to, okay? So if somebody dies, someone gets an accident, your wife and you'd separate, okay? If that was your purpose in life, you would lose yourself. That's why a lot of people commit suicide because they attach their being to that exact state. But when you have a greater purpose, something that is greater than yourself, then you have an anchor that can never be moved, right? 
so ideally the anchor would be your being because your being would not be attached to anything, no relationship, no greater God, nothing. Your being is good enough. That's you as an observer of your life. That's your being. But because we are predicting machines, human nature is to use the past to influence the future. And if our past is filled with trauma and difficulties, then what we do is we sabotage ourselves. It's called self-sabotage. We recreate our past into our future. Then we blame it and then say, oh, it's my destiny. Isn't it interesting how that works? It's sad, but I bet you anything, you know, people, maybe it's you. They do this every single day. And then they blame their circumstances for the life they're living rather than blaming themselves for the thoughts and the conditioned life that they utilize to create the future life. So I don't want to drift too much, but what I want to tell you is that hedonic adaptation is real. Okay. Scientists have found that 50% of your happiness is inherited. Okay. And 40% is based on your influences. And you can influence your life. You can influence almost every single part of your life. So right now, this quarantine that everybody's experiencing, where everyone's locked in, they have to do things that they don't like, like talking to their wife or their kids, like maybe reading, all these things that they don't want to do. Well, these are the things that actually bring meaning. These are the things that are immune to hedonic adaptation. These are the things that are not fleeting because every single conversation with somebody can be unique. And guess what? Hedonic adaptation doesn't like uniqueness because uniqueness lasts. Just think about that. We all work so hard to create this life of wealth and money and things and assets and vacations and all these things. Yet we lose sight of the most important thing, which is our connections to one another. We lose that. We have so many surface level conversations that we don't even know what an authentic conversation is. Could I tell you what an authentic conversation is? When you walk away from the conversation, feeling delight, fulfilled. You know that feeling where you're, you feel like you just achieved something. That is an authentic conversation. You know what's not an authentic conversation? When you can't even remember the conversation that you just had. How sad is that? This is why I hate text messaging, guys. Because there's no level of emotion that you can attach to any word or letter on the text message. You can't. And if you think you can, you're fooling yourself. It's not possible. In these times, I think introspection is key. Okay, I think it's very important to spend time with yourself and figure out what it is that means a lot to you. And by that, you can create an impact in your circle of influence and the people that you're impacting. Whether you like it or not, you're impacting somebody's life right now. The question is whether it's in a positive way or a negative. Are you chasing things that are fleeting? I'm going to share this with you. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and he was telling me that he's an MMA fighter, professional MMA fighter. He said, man, I want to, every time I prep for fights, I prep just enough to where if I lose, I don't really feel bad. I have something to hold on to. When he said that to me, just pause and listen. I just let him talk a little bit more. And I felt his pain. The conversation led for another 15 minutes and the conversation opened up quite a bit more. And I said, you know, what I'm hearing you say is that you always give yourself a leeway just in case you lose because you wouldn't know what to do with yourself if you lost. Because you are attaching that loss to your being as a human, as an individual. And if you lost, that means you would lose yourself. And what would happen if you lost yourself? See, guys, this is what we all do. We let fear dictate our lives. We live at 98%. We still have that 2% that is a difference maker between you and somebody who's living a, a fulfilling life. Because we attach our being, I am, mine, me, to something that could disappear, right? It could be gone tomorrow. Anytime we do that, you're damn right you're going to live in fear. So stop doing that. Stop it. 
your being is good enough and your being is not attached to anything because it exists as it is. You don't need to do anything. You could play a game, you could run a race, you could teach a class, you could go to work, you could fail, you could get fired, and your being will be okay. Your being is okay as it is. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. Remember that. So to wrap things up, guys, I don't want to take too much of your time because I know how important time is. It's the one thing that we can never get back. I just want things to get better for you. And in order for things to get better, you need to make changes in your daily habits. So rather than chasing things, chase connections with people. That's my advice to you. Okay. Just chase connections and be genuine. Be there for somebody. Create holding space. Listen to them. How about this? The next conversation you have with somebody, listen without saying anything. Just listen until they stop talking. And then while you're listening, don't pre-plan what you're going to say back. I just want you to be in the moment just listening. Okay. That's what matters right there. Um, With that said, guys, I hope your week turns out great. Some of you at home, make the best of it. Learn something. Do something new. Create something. Plant new thoughts. Every day, if you could just plant one or two new thoughts, those will become recurring the following day. And that effect compounds. All of a sudden, you're a new person with a new way of thinking. In addition, guys, I've mentioned in the previous podcast, this is an organic movement. So I depend on you guys to share this with other individuals and people who you think may benefit from this. There is no fee for the podcast except for that one. And if you could, if you got value from this and it had meaning and you think it could benefit somebody else, please share it on whatever platform you want to. It doesn't matter. But most of all, if you could share it with somebody that you think this would benefit, that would be amazing. Also, being a fairly new podcast, ratings do matter. So if you could give us that five star on iTunes, if you think we deserve it, obviously, I don't want you to just give me a grade because I asked you for it. No, I want it to be genuine. So whatever you think it is, please do that. With that said, I hope you have a great rest of your week, guys, and I'll catch you next week. 